Jake, you know, I don't really like the direction that Region Unlocked is going. I, I kind of want to make some changes. Oh, really, Cameron? Like what? You know, it's it's kind of a lot. Let's uh, let's discuss it during the theme song and, and see what we can come up with. Okay. All right, let's do it. And welcome back to the new and improved Region Unlocked. I'm your host, Cameron. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jake. Jake, how are you? I am doing just fine, Cameron. Thank you for that superfly smooth intro. Oh, not a problem, Jake. It is so good to be here recording with you on... Oh, let me check my calendar today. It is November 14th. And November 15th, 2021. Today we're going to talk about video games, but also... As usual. It's going to be real cool. Absolutely. I'm looking so forward to this, and I'm really enjoying living one day in the future, as I typically do. That's right. (coughs) 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 Ah, All right, there... Sorry, my voice was, was really bothering me. Thing, uh, no man, seems better now. Actually, now that you're saying that, I'm 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 trying to hold back one too. <laughs> so that was supposed yeah. to be a joke cough, but then it actually came out pretty hard. <laughs> you know, I think this is a sign that we're not supposed to do the intro like that anymore. <coughs> Sorry, that was a real cough. <laughs> okay, that caught me off guard. No man, that, that was good. That was good. A fantastic intro. Mm, yes, we'll see what people think. First off, before we start anything, I wanted to make an apology about last episode. Last episode, I, I made this little joke about me switching me to your left ear, Jake to your right ear. We did this whole stereo harmonizing bit, and it worked. I edited it, and it it was funny. It came out just right, and then I uploaded the episode, and the hosting site turns it back into mono. And I was so disappointed when I listened to it. It's like, hey, it took me a minute to figure out how to do that. And now it's not even funny. And (laughs) and then I I read, I like looked into it, trying to figure out if there's any way I could fix it online. And it it costs like $9 a month extra for their like magic mastering service that they offer Hmm. in order to to make stereo happen. So very disappointing there. Yeah, that kind of stinks. I mean, I guess at the very least, you can just kind of imagine it in your head, but that's really not the same, is it? <laughs> it's not. Like, okay, this is a theoretical thought. No, that just, no. Well, shoot. I guess um, I guess someday when we, uh, you know, do make it big with this podcast, we can afford that mastery service and give you all the true <laughs> binaural audio experience yeah. that we were planning. Making it big. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're totally. over 60 episodes in now, JK think if we were going to make it big it would have happened by now but you know what i am very very happy with the way this show has gone and what we've accomplished and you know being successful with it was never the goal to begin with that is true and we even agreed on that and that's why we're still doing it it's just it's fun and and, i mean our already devoted listener base has been awesome so far so thank Mm -hmm. you all you are the reason why we keep doing this yeah I love it. You love it. And there's not a ton of you, but it seems like those who are listening love it too. So thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, guys. So, Jake, what has been up with you recently? Well, aside from the week of teaching and the, you know, living in Japan type thing. So just yesterday I was visiting Nakano Broadway, which is the very um, cool, nerdy shopping mall that mostly caters to people with very niche interests. So is this in Akihabara? Uh, actually, this is like kind of a, it's, it's not quite like Akihabara. It's similar, but it's, it's a little more niche, okay. um, but it's, it's similar. Um, same kind of stores, same kind of content. It's a little more, uh, I guess, hole in the wall though. Okay. So I was 
looking and what was really cool is I saw a lot of 25th anniversary Pokemon cards that I should have probably uh, picked up for a very cheap price. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I also got to see a lot of pre-owned N64 disk drive games. Really? Um, Yeah. So it's weird seeing like Super Mario 64 in CD format. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. There's not a copy of that. Uh, well, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that exists on on a disc. I probably misread it. Um, I was just going off of what I saw as Mario. Okay, it probably wasn't Super Mario sixty four. But anyway, yeah, a, su- a Super Mario type sixty four game. How about that? Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool seeing those. Like, I guarantee hardly anyone has ever played them, if, if anything. But they're going for like a hundred bucks a piece at least. Dang. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I did see an orange Pikachu N64. Do you ever remember them coming out with that? Oh, I, I've seen pictures of it, but you know what? I don't know if it was in the U.S. Okay, that would make sense. It, it was, was like the Hey You Pikachu edition. Exactly. I was so close to dropping like 200 bucks on that thing. But I was thinking, okay, hold on. Is this going to be worth it? I didn't really realize. <laughs> I don't um, know. It was cool to see, though, at least. So behind I'm doing glass. A, a quick Google search for it. And yeah, I'm seeing tons of pictures. There was like Look a at, blue one in yeah, America. So the blue one, I definitely remember that. Um, what I just looked up, the box is definitely in Japanese on this orange okay. version. Probably was yes, Japan exclusive yes, then. Yes, it was only Japan exclusive. Okay. So Very how much did you say you saw it for? I was about 200 bucks USD. Okay. More well, or less. Uh, it's about 200 to 400 I'm seeing on eBay right now. Oh, all right. So it was probably about average price. Yeah. That's cool. pretty cool. It is. It's interesting to look at that because it doesn't, it's like one of the few variations of the N64 that doesn't have the exact N64 shape. Hmm. It has yeah. like, it kind of has it on the front, but then it's elongated to to put mm. Pikachu on it, and then he's got his little foot <laughs> as the reset button or the power switch. I'm not sure. Isn't that adorable? It is. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So there was that. I got to see some cool museum type pieces. Essentially. <laughs> so that's Nakano Broadway. I probably talked about it before, but it's like I, a. I don't know if I've heard you mention that. Yeah, it's like Akihabara, which most people know about, except this place is a little more hole in the wall, and it's mm-hmm. a little more niche. So I'd recommend going there because I guess it's a little less touristy. Well, you know, maybe we'll go there one day. Someday. We're going to have to visit there. I'll tell you what, you and I would have a field day shopping that place. Dude, it might be a little too much of a field day. When I finally get to come to Japan, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, the only thing I want to do is go buy stuff. Dude, sure, there's cool scenery. The only thing you're going to want to do is buy everything. I'm going to have to bring an extra suitcase to check just to fill it with crap. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. That's I can tell you filled your apartment with all this stuff. Like, what are you ever going to do with that if you ever come back? You're going to have to start shipping it in boxes like months before you actually fly out. Yep, that is very <laughs> true. And that's the problem with coming to Japan is finding all the cool stuff that you don't need, but you absolutely do need at the same time. <laughs> Yep, I'm going to warn everyone about that. So if you ever come to Japan and you're listening to this video game podcast, meaning you probably like video games, you're going to want to just buy everything. So be careful. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think I'm up to anything new. Nope, not really. Nothing? Uh, I don't know if I've done anything since we, we spoke last. Hmm. Just worked. Okay. But... I did start playing Far Cry 3 in preparation for next week's episode. Nice. If I put these out in order. So who I'm assuming it'll probably be next week's episode, but Okay. Anyway. So nothing to say about it yet if anything. And I know are you, are you playing anything besides Far Cry 6? Mm. Nothing that I've devoted all my time to. I usually <laughs> just kind of like take old games and play them for a few minutes and then switch to another game. Mm. So besides six, not right now. I did play some um, 3DS essentially oh, to, good. to prep. Oh, also Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. 
So, big Animal Crossing update. Would you like to talk about the DLC that I have not played? Oh, sure thing. It is so fun. So, um, the big update for Animal Crossing, um, there's a big free update, which um, lets you essentially get a lot more stuff on your island, allows for a lot more customizable options, and you can take a visit with Cap'n, the, I guess, not turtle, he's called a... He's a a Kappa. Yeah, yeah, he's a Kappa, which is a Japanese um, folklore creature. He'll take you to like a random island that you can get exclusive stuff on. You can come back, which is fun. Um, and you can also go to Harv's Island, which is now expanded to include all the specialty shops that you can uh, get there. And, you know, such as Sahara, you can buy rugs and uh, rare wallpapers, um, even red, which is really big. You can get the artwork now on command. <laughs> kind of. I'm actually pretty disappointed with red. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I thought it would be this big get of like yes i don't have to wait once every week maybe for him to show up and get an art and then then he comes and it's all fake art or the one real art is the one i already have so i thought finally because getting art takes so long but he only has two bits of art Uh and i assumed that it would refresh every day no Mm -hmm. his stock is the same every day so if you want new art to come, you just have to buy it, which kind of negates the whole point, the whole fun of trying to figure out which one's real or not. Because yeah. even if it's fake, you have to buy it to get uh-huh. something new there. And mm. I, I liked having to tell the differences between the fake and the real art. Yeah, And, and now you don't have to, because since your mailbox is filling up with it either way, mm-hmm. Blathers is going to tell you if yep. it's real or not. So <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah. disappointed with that. I'm, I like that the, oh, what are the llamas? Oh, um, Cyrus and, um, the, the lover llamas. They're like a yes. little couple and they're always like, you know, cooing over each other. That one is awesome. The customizing options. Yes. Have you been using the heck out of that? So I have a little bit. Uh, my problem with it is it's, it's not super quick. So yeah. like my island defaults making white. Uh, street lanterns and if i wanted to go make them black it just takes a while to pan through all of them instead of you know choosing all of them at once Uh uh-huh and i know i've got a lot of money but it's Uh five thousand bells for each customization which is pretty steep Mm -hmm. and even though i like them like they were a huge part of new leaf which we'll talk about later in this episode and I just wish they were already on the default island. I wish they had their own shop and were there from yeah. the beginning instead of being tacked on here. And that's my biggest beef with this 2.0 update. Now, I know this is very separate from the DLC that you'll tell us about. Mm-hmm. But this 2.0 update just feels like such an afterthought of, oh, yeah, yeah, you've been asking for that. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. we should have done that. Yep. Yep. No, we're not going to answer you for two years. Okay, here's a bunch of stuff that should have been here from the very beginning. Yeah. And it's like, seriously, why did... I know I complained about this game too much, but and I have been enjoying playing it again. Mm-hmm. I'm just so disappointed that Nintendo really gave us a half-finished game with mm. too much focus on the terraforming, which you really only do once... And once you're yeah. satisfied with your island, you don't really do it anymore. Yep. But. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. But. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Tell us about the the new paid DLC. Yeah, dude. Uh, first off, I do agree with all, most of your points about uh, what you were just talking about. Um, so fun, though. Uh, absolutely. But the paid DLC is a, it's a lot of fun because it does give you a whole other side to this game almost literally whole new area Mm -hmm. so this allows you to um, go to a new set of islands essentially an isle and work you become a home decorator and um, it unlocks this whole quest tree of developing this whole new island which is devoted to vacation homes for random residents so what you do is you get this job you you become a, a, a i don't know a worker for this island and you redesign all these um 
residents' homes based on what they want specifically. And it's a lot of fun because you can choose where you put their uh, house, like the different locale, season, time of day. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a lot of cool ideas for redoing your own house, which I really like. But they pay you in a currency that's usable only on this new island. And you can get home stuff and furnishings and accessories that are exclusive to this DLC. And you can bring it back to your own to spice up your own island. So as you're decorating all of these uh, residents' houses that want uh, these vacation homes, and as you're doing that, you unlock uh, customization options for your own home at at your original island. So Mm -hmm. like, you can uh, put in accent walls, which is really cool essentially make smaller rooms within your main house and you can unlock options to shine stuff make stuff polished which is kind of cool yeah yeah um yeah Lindsay was showing me that so Mm. like things gleam when you when you see them and you can make them like uh steam right yeah so like your food looks like it's hot and stuff like that exactly it's cool stuff and then it gives you a lot of uh i guess just freedom to decorate stuff and that's what a lot of people play Animal Crossing for, so yeah, it's a lot of fun doing that decorating stuff uh, for the different residents. It just it gives you your own ideas for what you can do back home, you know. Yeah, that is cool. So I know Lindsay has not put it down since it came out, so <laughs> I'm assuming it's great, and maybe I'll get to it at some point. But at this moment, let's go ahead and get into our main chat. For today's episode, last week we brought you all the glory and wondrous facts and memories of the Nintendo 3DS, but did not specifically dive into any games. So today we are going to talk about our favorite games and just dive into some stuff about them, what we loved about it, what we didn't love about it, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. We didn't actually talk about a unified, I guess, system of how we're going to do this. Jake... What I've written down is I wrote down my games when they came out, their Metacritic score, yeah, and then my pros and cons for that game. And then also, if it had a fun Street Pass feature, I wrote down that Street Pass thing. Okay, awesome. Um, well, I have a uh, list of games as well, and um, I'm going to mute for a second because ahead, I'm about cough to cough. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I'm getting over a cough. There's a bit of a cough going around at my school, and unfortunately, I caught it. But I am feeling much better now. <laughs> Good. So, anyway, back to the content at hand. I have a couple games that I enjoyed written down, and uh, I've got their Wikipedia page right here. Oh, I take it back. I've only got one Wikipedia page up, but that's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, each one, I guess. Let's just go in succession. How about okay. that? So, Jake... First question, with Hmm. your 3DS, were you more digital or physical copies? At the start, I was all physical copies because I didn't really know any better Mm -hmm. until way late in this uh, lifetime of the system when I started downloading all my games digitally because then I realized you could stick an SD card in there and get all that extra memory. That's what I did, but I've still got a lot of residual physical copies for this, which are kind of hard to... um, keep uh organized in yes. retrospect yeah it is that's <laughs> one thing i hate about nintendo handhelds keeping track of all those little games so mm. i actually went pretty much all dis- digital with the 3ds and that's because when i went to buy my 3ds i meant to buy ocarina of time 3d with it but they were mm-hmm. out of stock and ah. so i took that thing home and i i really had a conflicted you know dilemma where I was like, do I get it digitally? I, I kind of like having the cases just for, you know, future's sake to have a, uh-huh. a collection to show off. But yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to download it. And the 3DS was kind of a great time for that because of, like you said, the SD cards coming in mm-hmm. handy. And I think I, ha- I put in like a 32 gig SD card, which was probably a little pricey at the time. It's crazy <laughs> how cheap memory has become. Oh, yeah. But... I, I kind of went all in on that because I loved having this handheld system and not having to keep track of all my games, just being able to switch between them. The only ones I had hard copies of were 3D Mario 3D Land and Animal Crossing New Leaf because they were on a Black Friday sale 
at Walmart and they were so much cheaper physically than digitally. So mm. for most of the time, I always just had Animal Crossing always loaded in it. Okay. But I owned a lot of games on here and part of it was just because I had it digital. I wanted to own as many games as I could. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wrote them all down here in no <laughs> particular order. Animal Crossing New Leaf, Super Mario 3D Land, Mario Kart 7, A Link Between Worlds, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Pokemon Y, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, Super Smash Bros, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, Mario Golf World Tour, Mario & Luigi Dream Team, Resident Evil Revelation, Donkey Kong Country Returns, Fire Emblem Awakening, Metroid, Samus Returns, Lego Lord of the Rings, and Street Fighter. 18 games. And wow. then if you could also add Super Mario Bros. No. Oh. Super Mario World, and uh, A Link to the Past. I had those on there. Okay. Part of this is just because I wanted more games to play, and so I would get... Basically... Let me back up. The last <laughs> few on this list, Mario and Luigi Dream Team, Resident Evil Resol- Revelation, Donkey Kong Country Returns, Fire Emblem Awakening, Metroid Samus Returns, Lego Lord of the Rings, and Street Fighter. I never played them, those games. Oh, yeah? You know, I, I, like, started them, uh-huh. and... Dream Team, you know, is a sequel to Superstar Saga, that great one on the GBA. Uh-huh. But I just couldn't go back to the turn-based fighting. I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I played it gotcha. for a little while and then just got tired of it. Resident hmm. Evil Revelation, I started it and was like, oh, this is cool. I'd just I'd rather play this on a console. I don't want to hmm. play this on here. Donkey Kong Country Returns, this one I only got because it I could redeem it with all of my like gold points. So every yeah. time you register a game, you got like points, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it ended up being free. So that was like the best oh, choice. Nice. And then Fire Emblem Awakening is a little interesting here because this is a well-loved game. A mm-hmm. lot of people really, really liked this. And I wanted to like this. The problem was, and this is a bit of a, a silly reason is before I got this, I had actually been playing Fire Emblem Heroes on my phone mm-hmm. for a while. And I thought that was like the perfect way to play it. I liked mm. the quick matches, having all of the grid on my screen, no like scrolling uh, to place units kind of like on a giant map. Mm-hmm. And then I played Awakening and the battles were so long. It'd be like a 45 minute battle only to lose and have to do it all over again. Uh. And and then I was just like, you know, I like heroes on my phone better. I, I'm not going to get into this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then one huh. more. I really wanted that Metroid 2 remake, Samus Returns. And this stunk because it actually came out after the Switch was already out. And this one's, it's like, ah, oh, the Switch is cool, but I love my 3DS. I don't want to, like, give up my 3DS for the for the new like mobile gaming of the Switch. And as I was playing it, it's just like, eh, I don't really want to play my 3DS anymore. I want to go play Zelda on my Switch. And so I I just never finished it. Hmm, I see. Wow. Anyway, that was uh, a long-winded intro of my games. Where would you like to start? Holy cow, man. Uh, um my intro for my games is not nearly as interesting <laughs> at all. Uh I never owned that many games at all. I don't think I ever in its lifetime owned more than five. That's crazy. Um, I know. It, it It is pretty crazy. and Especially so, since you had it from the beginning, like the launch. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, looking back, though, I think the reason for that was this was the era when the normal DS games were going out of style and they were becoming really cheap. I was going and I was buying a lot of cheap used games at oh. this point. So I was replaying a lot of my DS games and playing a lot of used DS games that were super cheap around this time. But yeah, and that's probably why I never really got into the features until way late in the life cycle of this system. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, I played the heck out of Pilot Wings and uh, Mario Kart 7. Okay. For sure. Start there. All right. Um, let's talk about Pilot Wings actually first. That's a, a launch title for this game. Um, so Cameron, you never really played this game, did you? If I did, it was just off of yours. Mm, you shown okay. it off. 
All right, so the Pilot Wings series um, is a Nintendo classic. It started out on the Super Nintendo and then went to N64. Um, it's essentially N- Nintendo's version of a flight simulator. Mm-hmm. And what Pilot Wings Resort was really cool for is it takes place on Woohoo Island, Woo-hoo. which became yeah, woohoo! It became super familiar for uh, you know like the Wii Fit and other you know Wii Sports Resort Two mm-hmm. that common location and you can play as your me i mean that's cool right yeah so the thing about pilot wings though is i've noticed a lot of people it's yeah you love it or you hate it (laughs) anyway with pilot wings resort you know you got your standard uh just flying around woohoo island you've got three choices between an airplane like a little biplane Mm -hmm. uh rocket belt which is a jet pack and a um, hang glider and using those three methods you fly through the island in different pathways doing small arcade style quests that you just like fly through hoops or land yeah. on a certain spots and that's essentially it and um what made pilot wings resort really cool and what i really kept going back to this game for were all of the easter eggs and all the little unlockables that you had to search for in the island oh yeah like using the different um uh, m- modes of transportation flying essentially y- you could like explore different areas and if you explored like say five areas you'd unlock a new um thing like a castle mm-hmm. um with your face on it and uh that was really cool <laughs> but uh you collect like di- different balloons and you'd have to fly through rings in a certain way uh in order to get the achievements and you'd unlock different little dioramas or trophies and if you did well enough you would also unlock the jet Ooh. and the super rocket belt and the pedal glider. Okay. So what were the differences there? <laughs> oh, well the jet is much faster. You're flying around in a jet as a, as opposed to a little, um, hydro biplane. Yeah. Uh, the super rocket belt is obviously much faster and just cool to f- soar around the Island in. And, um, the pedal, uh, glider, y- you pedal. And you glide. With that. You don't, you're not relying on air pockets and like winds oh, to I carry see, you. You get to pedal at your own speed. Okay. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's a really fun game. It, it was a launch game, so it came out with the uh, Nintendo 3DS, and um, obviously it came out in Japan first, April 14th, 2011, and then North America March 27th. So, actually, wait, hold on. That's what? That's before? Yeah, something sounds wrong there. That is, well, that's what I have right here. Okay. Anyway. Because <laughs> yeah. when, when did it launch? When did the 3DS launch? Uh, the 3DS launched, I'm going to look for this right now. It launched uh, North America March 27th, 2011. And in Japan, yeah. February 26th, 2011. So, so yeah, you're, you're right. Something interesting. Before. Oh, maybe I'm reading the wrong thing here. But anyway, anyway <laughs> it, it, it was a launch title and... Uh, it got a uh, Metacritic score of 71 out of 100, which is typical for Pilot Wings. It's yeah, like it's just kind of, it's fine. Yeah. You either love it or you hate it. It's just a flight a, simulator, right? A time waster. Yeah, exactly. A time waster. Yeah. I love this game. I played the heck out of it. And I think the best thing about this game, looking back, is just how relaxing it is. Yeah. You know, if you have no other games to play and you don't want to do anything else, just hop in your little airplane and soar around and try and collect balloons or you know, change the time of day to make it look cool and fly around the fireworks, that kind of thing. So that is cool. Woohoo Island is very pretty. I'm, I'm glad it stretched its life on a little longer than just we sports resort and yeah. showed up in other games. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's pilot wings resorts, fun game, at least in my opinion. <laughs> so moving on, I, yeah. uh, I put all my list in chronological order of when they came nice. out. So the next one would be the Ocarina of Time 3D remake, which came out June 19th, 2011, and is sitting at a 94 on Metacritic. Okay. So it was hard to come up with any pro like pros and cons just because it's such an old game. Yeah. Before this. Anyway, so let me dive in with just, you know, why it was great. It's the same great game. Same, mm-hmm. Everything feels identical no real differences other than graphics and Uh the graphics look good this was basically the system seller for the 3ds when it came out and when i saw that gameplay and just like oh my gosh look at that look at those graphics 
And, and it's 3D, it pops out of the screen, like what? That, I, I need that, like I said, as soon as I saw that, I pre-ordered that game without even owning a 3DS. And then <laughs> didn't go anywhere with that. But it is a beautiful, faithful remake. And it's just really cool to see comparison shots of how they filled in more detail. So sure, they updated the graphics, but like if you go into the uh, like potion shop or something, you'll see that they've got more stuff like filling out the shop, more items and things. And it looks like a more lived in space instead of an empty room with a shop front, you know? Yep. So, yep. <laughs> uh, there's, there's not much more to say about it. Other than I think the only con I could come up with, which isn't a huge con, but stuck out to me at the time, is that it's still the exact same soundtrack from the N64. Uh-huh. And I really w- wished that they had done like the full or- orchestral remakes mm-hmm. and put that in there because the 3DS is capable of that. Yeah, it's true. Looking back, you're right. It does have the same music, doesn't it? It's like the same MIDI style. Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't say aged or dated, but like it, it had the capability of, you're right, producing mm-hmm. cool orchestra uh, sounds. We wouldn't have to just keep scouring YouTube for awesome remakes of our favorite songs <laughs> done in orchestra form, right? Yeah, dude, I can't think of any other, I guess, differences either on that game. And I played the heck out of it too. Uh, well, I guess it's got the Master Quest as well. Did you play that? Uh, I never beat it because I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be. It, like, it is. really yeah it it really hypes up the difficulty well and it's it like breaks how you play zelda like Uh not all challenges can be solved in a traditional way where it's like okay that wall must be blown up with a bomb you know Uh that's generally how we look at that but then it'll come up with this like super weird way you have to do it and aj was talking about this along like his first episode he was on that there's a lot of stuff you have to solve using dense fire because like a door will be locked and there's just a hidden keys like on a back wall that you can't even see and then using dense fire will kill it wow yeah okay well i'm kind of interested to go back and see how it feels now because it's been years since i've touched master quests on that yeah i might have to do that so, folks, if you don't know, Master Quest is the um, unlockable version. It's like a higher difficulty version of the main game. And I mm-hmm. believe it's mirrored, too, after you beat the original game. Um, so, I don't was know it mirrored? mirrored? Anyway, well, I don't it's remember. more difficult. Um, it certainly is. I can think of one more difference about this game as yeah. opposed to previous ones. Um, and it's not in the visuals or anything. It's the fact that it was developed by Grezzo, which is not yes. Nintendo. And it was just published by Nintendo. But Grezzo, which is a Japanese video game company, they remade the game from scratch using all of the main, you know, sources. Um, mm-hmm. Except they improved the graphics and the gameplay a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, they did a great job. They went on to mm-hmm. do the same for Majora's Mask. And I'm pretty sure the whole Link's Awakening remake on Switch, which mm. is beautiful. Yeah, totally, man. So, yeah, great game. Hmm. What would you like to talk about next? Let's talk a little bit about Majora's Mask, which we okay. both played. Yeah, it's not super different from um, Ocarina of Time. It means same system or same uh, engine and everything. Obviously, Majora's Mask is a little bit of a different game built on the original engine of uh, Zelda Ocarina yeah. of Time. But what I noticed difference-wise, besides the graphics in this game, was the addition of the passes. Um, and the fishing element. So there's a couple of different locations where you can go fishing, mm-hmm. and it takes passes to do that uh, if you want to do it for free. Um, oh, okay. In its most basic form, which you unlock during mini games, kind of as a as a renewable um, as a renewable way to uh, replace the heart containers or the little random rupees that you'll get if you've beaten the game many times. Mm-hmm. You can get these fishing passes. And it was cool going into it and being able to catch all these crazy, unique fish that they added just for this game. Yeah. And it, it's also cool in those fishing locations, you can wear any mask you want. Uh, so you can be Fierce Deity Link. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So fun little addition that wasn't a part of the original game. But. Cameron, you inspired me to get this game. Uh, Tell me about your experience playing this game. So I thought 
this is funny. This came out like the same day that I was actually coming to visit you. Mm. And your school had this dinner theater show that night. And so I remember I came and watched your show and sat with your brother Josh the whole time. (laughs) And it's just so funny because Josh, he was in college at this point. And I had never really had an adult conversation with him. Because he'd always just been your kid brother growing up. <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh, like Josh is cool. And like had a, a great night hanging out with him. And then I remember mm. I went back to your house after that and you had your cast wrap-up party. Uh-huh. And so I just hung out with him for like two or three hours waiting for you to show up and just like showing him Majora's Mask on my 3DS, <laughs> telling him how cool it was. And then I'm sure I did the same thing for you. But anyway... <laughs> Josh, how you doing? I hope you're doing well. Fun fact, he listens to this podcast, so he's probably going to tell me about this um, this segment right here later on. <laughs> He'll probably be really excited about it. So there you go. Josh, uh, my younger brother, who was also a partner in crime with me playing video games growing up. You know, we should have him on sometime. Yeah, he would like that. And I think the listeners would too. He's a cool guy. He's a lot cooler than me. <laughs> That's true. it really is folks (laughs) anyway so i was very very excited for this because i couldn't i didn't play it on n64 i started it got frustrated with the time travel mechanics and just kind of gave up on it it's also a lot i I think it's a bit more complicated than the than ocarina of time so Mm -hmm. it just it wasn't for me at that moment for some reason this got announced just at a time when I was really wanting to play Majora's Mask anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy. And of course it looked beautiful. They made some subtle gameplay changes to it where they made it a little easier to navigate all the side quests. Like you had a journal to keep track of what day things happen on. Mm-hmm. And they moved the locations of some things. Like I think this, is it the stone mask? Whatever one like turns you invisible to the guards, I forget what it's called. Yeah, yeah, you're you're thinking of the um I think it is the stone mask. I know exactly which one we were talking about <laughs> though, but they changed the location of that where you find it? Yeah. Holy cow. Well, they also changed the location of the bank, which is now on the back of the clock tower. Oh. Was Easier it to get where to. was it before? Uh, it was in West Clock Town, like in the alleyway. Oh. Yeah, mm. that's a better change. One of the biggest changes, though, and I don't mind this because I didn't play the first one or the original, is they kind of really changed the bosses. They made Mm. them all based off of a giant eye, (laughs) where their weak point was an eye that wasn't there originally. Uh And it still plays... The the first two bosses still play relatively the same. Uh I don't know about the... the fish one, the third one, because I never fought the original one. Yeah. And then lastly, the the fourth temple, which, uh, I, is it Stone Tower Temple yeah. or something like that? Mm-hmm. that? I thought that tower, that temple was very cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. And that one was, <laughs> that was one where up until that point, the clock had never worried me. But I spent, uh-huh. that's a long dungeon. And even with the time going in double time, like slow down i was like oh shoot oh man am i gonna actually finish this on time but that one apparently they changed the final fight quite drastically Mm. because you use the giant's mask to fight uh twin mold right Mm -hmm. these two flying centipede things sandworms yeah (laughs) yeah they're crazy have you watched dune yet uh, no, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Link goes to Dune World, and in the original, when he puts on the giant mask, he just turns into a bigger... Like, he's still Link, he still fights the same, he swings his sword yeah. and does all that. But yep. in the 3DS version, he hulks out. Like, he gets yeah. real big and, like, stomps around and, like, you know, swings his shoulders as he's walking, and... Yep you like fist fight him and you like grab him by the tail and swing him around and slam him down. And when you slam him, that causes like the eye to pop out as their yep. weak point. And I've heard complaints that people like the original fight better. Yeah. But that being the only way I've ever done it, I, I thought it was cool. It was mm. Anything like any disruption to the norm 
like stands out and yeah hulking out i thought was was pretty cool for that fight i agree it, it is fun it's very different from the original but it was fun in its own way i think um how everything slows down and you become a basically a kaiju it was cool <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but having played the original it, it seemed like such a different game altogether i mean same game obviously but at the time you play the original it's it's a creepy game it, is. it really <laughs> it, it is. is scary and the new one really brightened it up the graphics are a lot smoother and just a lot more fun and the original just felt so drab but uh yeah i'd say the most noticeable difference for me was the boss fights because i had the strategy for each boss down in the original game that you couldn't do anything with in the new one mm-hmm. so you had to relearn everything but yeah so that's it's a fun way to revisit it i guess yeah changing up it, the way you you play it totally i totally agree all right so i will next talk about big standout game here super mario 3d land mm. which uh released november 13th 2011 when is standing at a 90 on metacritic mm-hmm. and this game is just it's just solid good joy happiness like it's just a solid game with i i literally put cons none I, I couldn't. Rem- <laughs> I couldn't at least remember any cons for this game. But it's funny I say that, or is it that funny? Maybe I planned it. This game <laughs> was designed with happiness in mind, and yeah. part of that was uh, I should have remembered the main guy designing it. Sorry, main guy <laughs> who designed this. His goal was to make it. It's Mario, and Mario is a happy game, and he wanted that as like a main focus. And shortly before this, there was that massive earthquake in 2011 mm. that wrecked half of Japan. And yeah. it was a devastating time. Part of his goal was, you know, can we bring anything good to the world after this to like cheer people up? And uh, they even they did get messages from people after this game came out of just like how down they had been but playing this game like just made them happy and remember the good times and it's like wow that's that's crazy that that had such an impact in such a rough time but to move on from that more depressing part <laughs> i happy game i really like how this it took the formula of a classic mario game and a modern mario game and combined them because first going into this, I didn't really know what the concept was. I'm like, why is it called 3D, like Super Mario 3D Land, like like Mario Land? And it's because although the world is 3D, you can run on all axes. It is linear to where mm-hmm. you the level starts. There's a timer, and at the end there is a flagpole, just like yeah. the classic side-scrolling Mario games. But then you know all the puzzle elements and fun platforming and and jumping happens in 3d (laughs) and that was just so much fun is so colorful and cute and silly okay i'll say one con is that i feel like there's not a ton of variety in the uh, level aesthetics Mm -hmm. like it a lot of it all seems to have you know like the green grassy uh, primary color look to it there's not a ton of different levels i feel like yeah Anyway, I specifically remember this where I took Lindsay to school for a f- one of her finals. Uh-huh. And so that way I could just drop her off at the door because it was snowing. And I just went and parked on a side street and just played this for like two hours in my truck, turning <laughs> my truck back on like every 20 minutes because I was getting too cold. My hands <laughs> were going numb playing this, but it was a great day. Just waiting for her to take that final and, and play this. Simpler times. That's awesome. (laughs) That's cool, man. I had this game too. I didn't play much. I should have, but I never did. Did you finish it? I don't think I ever did, to be honest. But Mm. I, but I share those same sentiments about what you said about it. Just it's classic Mario, and it's fun. Uh, I think the thing that really stands out for me the most was how some elements of the level, like the little mini games, they rely on the 3d depth perception you're right that you have to turn on in order to um like 
get past the level because like it'll give you one i guess viewpoint mm-hmm. and everything you know it, it's difficult to figure out what you can step on because you have to see what's 3d you know um, yeah it, it'd like drop you into a little room and uh-huh. it'd be like is it pin drop pin drop stairs or pin drops i want to say uh sure <laughs> something like that <laughs> but you know it's that visual trick where like the stairs look like they're constantly going up and then just uh-huh. reconnecting to each other yeah. so it looked like that and then you'd turn up your 3d slider and you'd be able to tell like which ones are higher than the others and <laughs> it's like wow an actual decent use for the 3d gimmick yeah it's little mc escher style mario level exactly <laughs> classic yeah man super mario 3d land though that was my first game on the 3ds it was fun solid game all right there Definitely. you have it for Super Mario 3D Land, what are you talking about next, Jake? Uh, let's talk a little bit about Mario Kart 7. How about December that? 4th, 2011, 85 on Metacritic. Deserves higher than that. What do you think? <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, I really like this game, and I played a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What stands out? What stands out? Ugh. You know what? As great as this game is, I can't think of anything that like made it unique. Can you? Yeah, I, I can. But the problem is that Mario Kart 8 has been out for so long. Uh-huh. That that's all I can remember now. It yeah, makes it yeah. hard to think of previous Mario Karts other than Double Dash. But yeah, They all kind of fuse together, don't they? They Same really concept do. And... But this one added the new abilities like gliding and being able to drive underwater with a little propeller on the back of your car yeah you're right the gliding really does stand out now that you mention it Mm -hmm. okay cool i don't really have much to say about this game (laughs) and i could be wrong but i think it also introduced the like using coins to unlock random parts for your car i Mm. don't think that was in wii no it, it wasn't i'm pretty sure okay so there you go. I did write down that with the street pass feature, it would like send people's ghosts to your mm-hmm. 3DS so you could race their ghosts, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I think this game we played together online. Do you remember that? Actually, yeah. I remember you stayed the night and yeah. we spent hours just like racing people online. And I think we did very well. I might have, I think I unlocked a gold part from doing pretty well online like a gold yeah. glider i think <laughs> that's awesome man we did play that for a long time i came over to your place so we just like sat in your living room or whatever and <laughs> played and that was it it was fun yeah how weird having a good online experience with a nintendo game i know crazy right <laughs> here we are talking about it online whoa many years later there Mind you go game. mario kart 7 Yes. The next game, I'm just going to go over this real quick, just because we are kind of hitting the end of our time limit here. But Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Now, this came out March 24th, 2013, sitting at an 86. And this was a bit of a departure from the original Luigi's Mansion. First off, it's surprising to see a sequel to a console game being put on a handheld, something as high profile as Luigi's Mansion. But it worked very well. Oh, and I forgot. They later ported Luigi's Mansion, the first one, to 3DS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't play it. But anyway, uh, Dark Moon totally shifted from this from very spooky. Like, I, I think the first Luigi's Mansion is legitimately spooky. It's Maybe creepy. it's because I played it as like a sixth grader. But still, it's dark. It this is. This one is very funny and much more cartoonish. Luigi's emotions, the characters he interacts with, even the ghosts are much, much sillier in this. And it had a ton of spark and personality, I feel like. The dark light was a new mechanic they added, which allowed you to like solve puzzles by finding things that were invisible and shining your dark light on them. Huh. And it had decent multiplayer that okay. you and I played a few times where you just yeah, like, did. you are given a wing of a mansion and have to 
get all the ghosts and and keys in a certain amount of time, and then you just keep moving up level by level. Kind of, it's a roguelike, right? You go mm-hmm. until you fail. Yep. And that's about it. the The main cons I wrote is that it's not one giant mansion. Instead, it's like six sub mansions. Uh huh. And it's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like Super Mario sixty four, or I guess any subsequent Mario game, where it has a progression mm-hmm. where you go in and it's like, here's your first goal. And then you get pulled mm-hmm. back out and then there's a subtle change. You get sent back in, have a second mission. And there's like five missions for each mansion. Okay. But I loved it. I never played it again and uh, I probably should. And <laughs> I need to, play, or just play Luigi's mansion three again. Cause that yeah. game is, is so fun. But anyway, great game. So, yeah, Let's totally move on. Man. And uh, what do we get next? I'm trying to look at my list, which I think I might have lost. Uh-oh. Uh, do you have any more? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's go over <laughs> your list. All right. I'm sure this is on your list, too. Is Animal Crossing New Leaf. Yes, which I've played that. <laughs> came out June 9th, 2013. Sitting at an 88 on Metacritic. And, man, I think this might be my favorite Animal Crossing. I think I like it more than New Horizons. Hmm. Okay. I would say it was fun. I like New yeah. Horizons better. Okay. Because I didn't get into New Leaf, like, uh, super, super much. Like, I played it, yeah, but, yeah, it just wasn't my favorite. <laughs> so yeah, great, but it has, it has all the things that this 2.0 update just now finally added in. <laughs> and I think that was my biggest problem with New Horizons, where it's just like, wait a minute, you already had this groundwork. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you take that game and then add to it instead of subtracting that game and making something different? Like, it all should have been there from the beginning. Like I said, uh-huh. Cyrus doing customizations should have always been there. Brewster and his own cafe that you put in your village instead of being a <laughs> wing on the museum was yeah. already there. Um, being able to go to Tortimer's Island. I loved going to Tortimer's Island. For one, it was easy money getting sharks and beetles there at night. <laughs> but also, there was like mini games you could play with people. You could go uh-huh. on a tour and it'd be like, all right, you have to go catch all these bugs. You have to run through this maze. And it actually had stuff to do with people. And those, <laughs> those things were fun. Wow. Your villagers gave you errands to do. You could go talk to them. They're like, I want a pair. Go find me a pair. Or I need you to go talk to this person. In New Horizons, it's like, here, I got you this. And that's <laughs> do, it. Do you want to buy this from me for 10,000 bells? Yeah, it's it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And on top of that, the town, it had the town square. Like, just mm-hmm. north of your island, if you ran over the train tracks, it had this town square, which was really cool. Kix had his own shop. Leaf moved in with Timmy and Tommy. There was mm-hmm. Club LOL, where you could learn your emotions, your, your <laughs> reactions, and DJ KK would be there at night pumping up some jams. <laughs> what else was there? Like the museum, of course, and the Street Pass feature. You'd go in, you'd open those gates, and Isabel's brother, who I'm drawing a blank on his name, uh-huh. He would take you into this plaza of all the houses you had street passed by. Uh-huh. And you could go into their house and you could buy furniture from their house. Huh. And that made the social interaction of this game so much better. It sounds pretty cool. It is cool. Like the only thing this didn't really have was the terraforming. But I still made mine pretty cool because you could still put the patterns on the ground, so I got like a brick pattern and made a path that connected everyone's house and made a little plaza uh-huh. and put like shrubberies alongside of that path. And it looked really cool. And you could even change your town hall. Like you could change the aesthetic of it. You could make it look like feudal Japanese, bunch of different customization things. Hmm. Man, I'm missing this game as I say that. You're making me want to play it again, man. I never really got into this game, but it sounds amazing from the way you're describing it. <laughs> One of the cons, probably the biggest con, is I played it to death 
I got all the fish. I don't think I cared about bugs at that time, so I don't think I ever got all the bugs. Yeah. But after having quit for a long time, saw Lindsay playing, and I was like, yeah, I I could play that again, but I'm bored with what I've done. So, you know, what? I'm just going <laughs> to I'm going to start over. I'm going to make a new town, which deletes your old town. And then once I started playing this new town, it's like, uh, I don't want to do this all over again. I missed my old <laughs> town. I shouldn't have deleted that. So it's all gone. But the memories will never go away. That's true. I can't believe how much I just remembered while ranting about this because I didn't have that all written down. It just was <laughs> flowing to the top as I started going. Means you had some really solid memories, and that uh, that was an amazing game that you played a lot of. I sure did. Well, awesome, man. Glad that you were able to really get into that one because that was. I mean, that a lot of people argue that that was the best Animal Crossing. Yeah, and and rightfully so. But mm. anyway, do you have any other games that you would like to talk about? If not, I got just like two or three more I can go through real quick. Uh, you're going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick then, Pokemon X and Y. I've talked about this in the past, so I won't say much now. But October 12th, 2013, sitting at an 87 on Metacritic. Big things it brought was the Mega Evolutions, and that was a big seller for this game. And personally, I hated this decision here because, you know, it's always a choice. Do I get this version or do I get this version? Do I get X or do I get Y? <laughs> and I liked the legendary from Y better. So it's like, I want Y, but Charizard has two different mega evolutions. And his mega evolution in X is the cooler one. And so I, I don't know if it's for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's why X sold more. It's because people wanted that Charizard mega evolution. And I don't blame him. He's like dark blue or black and has like these blue flames coming out of his mouth. Uh-huh. And he looks awesome. So I don't I don't blame that. And it rekindled, I think, our generation's love of Pokemon. Because it mm-hmm. hit when we were all like mid-college. It's like, yeah, let's play Pokemon again. Look, our starters are back and they have mega evolutions. Let's do this. And <laughs> this was the first Pokemon I actually bought when it came out, played it just with everyone else, loved it, was rehyped for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, they later put out the remakes of Sapphire and uh, Ruby, and I played Sapphire. It was good. Then that led to Sun and Moon, but at that point, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm done. The problem with Pokemon is I can only play like one every five years because mm. the gameplay itself is just, it's, I'm sick of it, you know? turn-based easy walking around it's all the same (laughs) i think it worked really well for game boy games and now as they're still making that same game Mm -hmm. people are like hey uh stop get it together it's time to (laughs) evolve your whole game is about evolution and you won't do it (laughs) already hard (laughs) classic system that works uh but i loved it so pokemon x and y Awesome. Up next, this one was a surprise and worked surprisingly well, and that Mm -hmm. is Super Smash Bros. for 3DS. Mm. This came out October 3rd, 2014, sitting at an 85 on Metacritic. Came out alongside of the Wii U version. Okay. They're just titled Super Smash Bros. for 3DS and for Wii U. I loved this. I mostly owned it on 3DS. I eventually got a Wii U and played it a little bit on there. But being able to play Smash Bros. in handheld was revolutionary to be able to do Uh that. Because it's so easy to play with other people when it comes to a handheld versus... Mm -hmm. Well, I guess if people are over at your house, then you can play on your Wii U. But anyway, (laughs) it was convenient, but it was difficult to make that happen on a small screen because smash bros is already the characters are small when you're zoomed <laughs> out to see a whole stage right yeah so they fix that by like giving everyone a pretty distinct outline so it's kind of easy to keep track of your player on the screen okay but it was cool 
I don't want to spend any more time on that, but I wrote that there's no cons. I think this nailed it. For what it was trying to be, it, it did it right. For being the awesome. first truly small handheld version of, of Smash Bros. Nailed it. Good, man. I think you showed it to me a couple times. I can't believe you didn't have it. Why didn't you? Uh, there's a lot of questions about that same kind of thing that I still don't have answers for. So <laughs> I should have done a lot of things that nev- I never did. So you're right. Another question for the ages. <laughs> All right. So very last here, we have A Link Between Worlds, which came out November 22nd, 2013. So this was a very pretty... 2D Zelda game, and there hadn't been a 2D Zelda game in a very long time. Well, I guess it's Minish Cap. Editing Cameron here, I did completely forget about the ones on DS, like Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass, but I know nothing about those, so they don't count in my head. Anyway, this was supposed to be kind of a spiritual successor to A Link to the Past, and it takes place in pretty much, I think, the same over, like same overworld. Okay. Or very similar, at least. And this was my first top-down 2D Zelda, and I was very surprised how much I liked it. Because I thought, like, oh, I don't know if I can go back to this old way after playing all these 3D Zeldas. Mm -hmm. But I was wrong. It was great. I was like, how do, you know, how does, how is there puzzle elements in a 2D Zelda when you're in the dungeons? And I was surprised. There are. There are puzzle elements. Uh, the main gimmick of this game was that Link could go 2D. It's funny that the 3DS, that this was his main mechanic, but he could like he could like fuse to a wall as a painting and then walk sideways on the wall. And there's a lot of puzzles to solve that way. And hmm. this is all about high rule and low rule. So hmm. the the dark world is low rule. Uh, there's counterparts that Zelda's counterpart is Hilda, I'm pretty sure. And then Link's counterpart is Rovio, which is kind of a twist at the end of the game because he's been the salesman selling you all your items. And then it reveals huh. that he's he's the Link counterpart, but he's got black hair instead of huh. blonde hair. And this was interesting because it also changed the way we dealt with items. When it came okay. to a Zelda game, it wasn't just you get an item halfway through a dungeon and then use that item to beat the boss. It was you went to Rovio and you could rent an item and take it to that dungeon with you. Over time, you could pay for it and own it, mm. which came pretty easily. But yeah. at any point, you could go to any dungeon, like in any order, just go rent that item and take it there. Okay, And that was very cool like i thought going into that i was like what you rent your items i don't i don't like that i want (laughs) to unlock them in battle but no it it was good okay uh the final boss was very interesting i forget his name but there's some sort of sorcerer that fuses with ganon okay and so we got this hybrid boss and he can do the same thing as you he can fuse with the wall in two dimensions oh snap i thought it was so cool the way you finally defeat him because it took me a moment for it to click Uh uh-huh because you'd have to go into the wall with him when he does and then fire a light arrow and it travels you'd see it travel along the wall and hit him yeah but eventually he figures it out and is able to shield it like no matter what you do and then i realized like wait this room is circular (laughs) So you turn around and fire the arrow backwards and it flies all the way around the perimeter on the wall and hits him in the back. It's like, yes, I'm so clever for figuring that out. And it was was just a satisfying final fight. That's awesome, man. And then very last, I think this had one of the coolest street pass features where people you'd pass would leave a shadow link in Kakariko Village and you could go duel the shadow link and it would have all of their items and health that that person had. The stronger huh. that person, the greater the reward. I think you got a rupee reward or something. Okay. And so that was part of my goal is to make the strongest link I possibly could to invade other people's games for them to okay. fight. Just to show off. Be like, yeah, I've unlocked everything. <laughs> I've, I've got a pretty strong link because they, they were tough 
to fight yeah. some of them. Okay. And you'd, you'd choose. I think there'd be like, you'd go to that spot and there'd be three links you could fight and it'd give you like their stats. Okay. Higher stats, higher the reward. But anyway, I have uh, dominated the last chunk of this conversation. But then again, I owned 18 games on here and you owned like five. So, yep. So it makes perfect sense. Um, I think you have every right to, you know, talk about this system that you've played a lot more of. I loved it, but I just never played nearly as much. I played a lot of DS games and we've already talked about the DS. <laughs> we have. <laughs> so, Jake, would you like to wrap it up for us? Yeah, sure. This was a really cool discussion. I learned a lot, actually, just from uh, from hearing you talk about these different games. And they sound really cool, the way you, the way you talk about them. <laughs> well, I'm glad I described it well. <laughs> yeah, like r- really solid games. Like, So, for anyone who hasn't played these games... Uh, Sounds like you're probably given a very good perspective as to how cool these games were. But anyway, the 3DS, a wonderful system, and I, unfortunately, was just not able to utilize the most of it during its lifetime. Cameron, you clearly did. You made the best of this system while while you could. So (laughs) anyway, uh, this is a cool discussion, and I I appreciate hearing all these fun things. And uh, as usual, everyone, thank you for listening. So... Let's My go ahead. Cameron. Oh, sorry. And, oh. <laughs> Didn't know where you were leading with it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you can say your name first. Okay. <clears throat> My name's Jake. And my name's Cameron. <laughs> Have an awesome nerdy week. Mirosan. Sayonara. Bye. Bye.